What's up, everyone? We're back for Friday Locked On Bucks to wrap up the week. We got over our podcast yesterday, a little bit disappointed about the game the Bucks played. We're looking ahead to the Knicks tomorrow. Uh, that's a 9 p.m. Central Time tip. Unbelievable for you locals. That's that's rough times out there. But we're going to talk about all-star selections. Uh, Giannis is going to be there again. I know that's a big shock to everyone. He'll be starting in that game, but we'll discuss that. And then I've got a question for Camille that I haven't told her about yet. I'm oh, not going to tell anyone about it until we get to the question. So let's get into it. Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win You can see and hear me on this show daily and find my work over at ESPN and joining me today, as she will once a week moving forward, also on the Technical Foul Podcast, although uh, we always want to give the Technical Foul Podcast a plug, but I, you know, you're know, you locked on Bucks family, Camille, so we have to we have to keep that in mind as well. You're, you're a locked on Bucks host officially, which is great. Yeah, yeah that is crazy. I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to have that title. Um, if you would have told me that two years ago, I would have been like, no way that's not going to happen so um it's been it's been fun the pandemic has done something well for me i can tell you that yeah i actually was looking at it and we're basically at the point now where i think i took over the podcast around 650 episodes into it and we're at around 1300 now so we're basically at the point where i i can almost claim that i've been as big a part as locked on boxes eric and all the previous hosts not frank Frank is obviously the OG. He gets to he gets to keep that the mantle uh, on lockdown bucks. But the point being, we've done a lot of podcasts. Camille, you've been on this podcast a lot. Uh, and as always, we thank everyone for listening to Lockdown Bucks and making it your first listen or first watch of every day as well. If you are new to the party and you haven't checked it out on YouTube, we always get comments that when people watch it for the first time, they're like, I did not expect you to look like that, Kane, or what is Frank wearing, or what is going on in the background? Frank's dog? Camille's wearing cool buck stuff? Anyway, we get all sorts of funny comments, which is cool, so make sure you check out the YouTube page. Uh, But let's talk about All-Star to start this, and we'll start with Giannis, of course, uh, named an All-Star for the sixth time, and it's kind of funny because we all knew he was going to be an All-Star. There was no suspense. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about it before uh, before we jumped on here to start recording, just going back you know, five years ago and how excited everyone was and the anticipation, would Giannis be an all-star? Is he going to be a part of this? And now he's just in that, uh, honestly, that superstar LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry zone, where you know he's going to be an all-star absolutely every year as long as he's playing. And, and quite frankly, you look at a guy like Durant who's injured, hasn't played too many games. A lot of the times, these guys still get voted onto the teams regardless of what they play. Uh, but he joins Kareem now, Camille, which is pretty good company as far as Bucks uh, All-Stars there with the sixth All-Star nod. It's still cool, um, It's but it's just expected. It's changed now. This is what we expect from Giannis. He's a two-time MVP, finals MVP. 
he has all of the hardware at this point. He has the accolades now. I mean, top 75 NBA player of all time. So, of course, you know, at this point, we are expecting all-star bids from him. But I feel like it doesn't make it less cool, kind of like what you were saying. Because if you've been a Bucks fan for a while, you remember what it was like uh, before Giannis became Giannis. And... I will never get tired or take for granted what we get to see night in and night out with Giannis every night. I've also been reading his book finally. I finally got around to that. So it's been adding just a different level of context to like the greatness of Giannis and what he's overcome to get to where he is and how much work he puts in to be where he is. So it's really cool to see him getting the all-star bid. And like you mentioned, like we expected at this point, I'm sure there are some Bucks fans who are upset that he's not a captain this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's at that point where it's like, man, I wish he was a captain. Like, he should have been number one vote getter. And I'm just enjoying it. I'm just trying to, as Giannis would say, like, live in the moment <laughs> when it comes to just watching and appreciating what he does night in and night out because it's impressive. I didn't even realize that he was the all-star game leading scorer at this point. But lo and behold, that's Giannis. So Kevin Durant was the player who had the the number one vote. So uh I wasn't watching this live, but I'm, I'm just assuming he's the captain. That's that's obviously correct, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant. So Kevin Durant's a captain. He probably won't play. I'm sure that, you know, I mean, when we talk about captain, you're picking your team. So Kevin Durant will do that regardless, and then someone will replace him. That'll be totally fine. Uh, but the excitement for Bucks fans will be whether Drew Holiday or Chris Milton can potentially sneak a bid here as a reserve. But just as far as the voting goes, so sometimes it can be a little confusing, particularly because you might think, well, the fan votes – are 100%. That's not quite accurate. So the fans have 50%. Uh, NBA players have 25%. And then uh, there's a media panel that have 25% as well. So Giannis ranked second in the players' uh, votes, second in the fan vote behind Kevin Durant. And then he was actually first in the media vote. Uh, basically, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Joel Embiid all got 98 out of the 98 votes, which is fun. I mean, that, that was the obvious uh, selection. I think, honestly, altogether with Embiid, Durant, uh, Trey Young and DeRozan. I think it was pretty straightforward. That's who I picked. That's who I thought was going to be there. Now, we don't want to... You know what? I, I <laughs> What are you laughing at, Camille? You think you know what I'm about to talk about here? If we're talking the West starters now, uh, it's a different conversation. I feel bad for Andrew Wiggins because this man has been pretty good this season. He's had a pretty good year. The Warriors have obviously been great. He didn't vote himself in. Now, I'm sure that he would be happy to be there. But I'm feeling bad looking at Twitter, looking at the ridicule. Andrew Wiggins doesn't deserve this. It's not his fault. He that, Let's just be happy for him. It's a little bit funny, and it doesn't feel right to call Andrew Wiggins an all-star starter just based on what we've seen um, you know, over the course of his career, but also this year. But um, as we've got massive storms coming through here right now, and I, I hope my internet hangs in there. But Andrew Wiggins, if you look at the Western Conference, was fifth in the player vote. Third in the fan vote, and we knew this was a bit of a theme. The Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. were uh, getting a lot of votes here. And then he was sixth in the media uh, ranking there, which had him as, as the third forward behind LeBron James and Nikola Jokic. Andrew Wiggins, how do we feel about this? The number one pick before our guy, Jabari Parker. You know, so I've been I've been thinking about this. I've had an hour or so, a couple hours to think about it. And if someone wanted to argue for Andrew Wiggins being an all-star, period, like a reserve, I think there's an argument to be made there. He's having a good season. He's not having a career year by any means. Like, this is not the best year he's had scoring the ball. It's not the best year uh, that he's had with his assists. Like, he's had a good season. 
it's not spectacular. It's not great, but the Warriors are really, really good. So when your team is that, you know, doing so well, your fans tend to come out a little bit harder when, when it comes time to vote and Warriors fans are notorious for coming out and voting their guys in. So I get why it happened. He would not be a starter if, you know, I got to pick the five West starters, but I think he has an all-star case uh, that could be argued. I just did not expect to see him as a starter. And um, I, I can't lie, Kane. The jokes are funny. The jokes are funny. <laughs> but congrats to Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> so Zaza Pachulia, if we go back a few mm-hmm. years ago, he was right up the top of the voting. I can't remember, but he would have, if it was a 100% fan vote, he would have gone in there. We've seen other players uh, before that that get, you know, random votes. Uh, we were all laughing at the fact that Clutch Sports had the tweet of Ben Simmons, which got a lot of retweets. Now he wasn't actually Clever. he wasn't actually close uh, to the to the starters in the end, and obviously he wouldn't have got voted in by uh, the media or players. But still, uh, pretty funny. I mean, I would have liked to see Ben Simmons in the All Star game. Imagine if that was the only game he played for the entire season. That would be uh, pretty awesome. But you you pointed to the fact, Camille, that Giannis with his scoring outburst, and this is. It's the fun part, also a little bit scary part with Giannis, how hard he tries in this All-Star game. But if you want to look at the All-Star voting odds, you'll be able to do that at betonline.ag. They'll be up there in the next few weeks as we lead up to the game. But it is a new year, and BetOnline is wishing you a happy new betting year as they continue their march towards the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year, and there's a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. So, again, we have to remind you. Well, thank you, I should say, for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. And don't forget to check out our trade deadline show. That's coming up soon in the post-game show yesterday. If you missed uh, that chat with Frank, bit of a somber affair yesterday, Camille, after that performance against the Cavs. But we did start to dip our toes into the potential player pool for guys that the Bucks might uh, look ahead to here. Uh, when you watch this All-Star game, and I feel like All-Star weekend in general... There's a lot of complaints about All-Star Weekend. It's not maybe what people want to see. It's like people forget what the All-Star Game is like. And then you get on Twitter during the All-Star Game and everyone's like, why are they not trying? Why is this happening? Why is there no defense? It's like, have you guys ever watched the All-Star Game before in your life? Do you like All-Star Weekend? I love All-Star Weekend. I cannot lie to you. Um, Normally it's like Valentine's Day weekend too. And I'm always like, talking to my husband, like, let's make sure we're planning our Valentine's Day around All-Star Weekend because we need to make sure that we're, we're seeing some of these events. I've always been a bigger fan of All-Star Saturday night than the actual game itself. Um, I'm a big fan of the three-point contest. The dunk contest has been kind of eh over the last few years, but every so often you get a gem, like when we had Aaron Gordon and uh, Zach Levine go at it for the first time. Like, we are just, like, amazed at what you're seeing. Um, and I also like the... The Rising Stars, which is going to be Friday, I believe, they, they're changing that format this year, too. So that should be interesting to see. But I love All-Star Weekend. The game itself, I just don't want anyone to ever get hurt. 
And I just hope to see something entertaining at some point within in the game. Like it's more so just a fun exhibition. Um, sometimes the games get close and, you know, it's entertaining in that way as well. But really, I'm just watching for the hijinks and seeing what these guys are going to try out because I've noticed during All-Star games, a lot of these players are just going to do things they wouldn't normally do because they're like, it's an all-star game. I can I can do whatever I want. I mean, last year we saw Giannis taking pull-up threes and, and, and thinking he was Steph Curry at some and point. Knocking and knocking them down. Knocking them down. Like sometimes things happen and it's fun to watch when stuff like that happens. So I'm looking forward to it. There's a case study somewhere. If Giannis shoots five for five from three in this year's all-star game, then we have to start asking the question because everyone tries to diagnose what the problem is or what's going on with Giannis's jump shot. If he continues to knock them down in the All-Star, we've wondered, is, is it a mental thing with Giannis? Does he stress too much? Does he consider the results too much? If he keeps knocking them down, by the way, I don't know if you guys are about to going to be able to see me in a second here. It's getting very dark. <laughs> it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Camille. But anyway. Would not if, have guessed that from the uh, video. Uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Very dark in here, honestly. I'm terrified. But uh, <laughs> but yes, it'll be interesting to see with Giannis' shooting. And uh, it's it's interesting when you talk about... I've always found it funny when you talk about legacy with players and I'll mention LeBron James is a 73-time All-Star and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but Giannis is on his way to... Uh, there is a plateau. Now, Giannis is obviously going to be an automatic Hall of Famer. We know that. But the 10 All-Star mark is sort of a category on your own. When you get into that group, you think of modern-day players that have been 10-time All-Stars. You're thinking, and even upwards to 15 with your KGs, your Tim Duncans, your LeBron James, your Kobe Bryant, all these types of guys. It is tight, It is rare air, and you have to have uh, the longevity, but you also have to have uh, health as well. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see him continue to rack these up. I'm going to shut a window. You start talking, and I might even turn a light on because I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't see anymore. All right. So here's the thing about Giannis and now his sixth straight all-star game. And you mentioned the fact like some people don't think that much of all-stars where they're like, oh, it's a popularity contest or whatever the case may be. But there's something to be a perennial all-star. Like there's a certain like level of clout that comes with that because anyone can be a a one-time all-star. I mean, (laughs) Andrew Wiggins just got his first one and not to follow Andrew Wiggins, but Sometimes things happen where you get an all-star bid every so often, but to be in that game year in and year out, you're winning the popularity contest, which means that your game has been elevated at a level for some time that people just recognize your name and be like, that's an all-star. That's someone who should be in the game because most basketball fans will be like, you know, we want to see all NBAs. We want to see, you know, what those votes are looking like, MVPs. What are you talking about? But there's a level of clout that comes with being in the all-star game year in and year out because, one, I mean, think of the casual fans that do tune in because they want to see an all-star game. Like, this is a, a presentation for you at that moment. And on top of that, too, like, when you think of all-star games, like the greats, they're there every year unless they were hurt for some reason. So, like, it's another sign of greatness just in a different way. You might not rank that as high as some other accolades someone could get, but it's something. It's something. And if you hit 10 all-star games, like – Again, longevity. You've been doing this at a high level for a long time, and that should be applauded and rewarded. So I'm hoping to see Giannis get there uh, get there soon. Four away from, from 10, so I think he got it in him. So the other thing that I'm curious to see, and I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm here for it. So when we talk about the other events at All-Star Weekend, they'll start to get announced over the future or the coming weeks here. Uh, but you think about uh, Chris Milton's been in the three-point shootout before. 
Pat Connaughton has been in the dunk contest. Can we get Bobby Portis in the three-point shootout? Come on. Let's get Bobby's all-star weekend. Let's get him in the three-point shootout. He deserves it by percentages. One of the best in the business. Yeah, and I mean, he was he showed last year that you know he could do this, and coming back again this year, shooting as well as he has been, like, you know it's not a fluke at this point. I am here for the Bobby Portis in the three-point contest campaign. If we can get that started going, I don't know who you have to campaign to talk to, but I agree. I think Bobby Portis should be in the three-point shootout. He has joked in the past about the fact that uh, he's wind up, it takes a while, and he really steps <laughs> into those threes. I wonder if he's going to get off all the shots. It might be a, it might be a, a time issue for Bobby. It could be a time issue, and <laughs> I'm just imagining Bobby. You know the level of energy that Bobby attacks everything with. I could also see a situation where he gets so amped up by yes, the time he yes. gets to the last rack, he's already spent too. So it could be, it could be an energy thing in addition to how slow that that shot can go up. All right, let's uh, change gears now. Let's look ahead to the Knicks tomorrow. The Bucs, uh, let's be real. They want to get back on track here. They want to pick up a win. We've discussed the standings at length. Uh, but the injury report for this game against New York, so Wesley Matthews, uh, this is really the good news. Now, whether or not he plays, the fact that he's listed as probable is great news. We didn't want this to be some sort of thing where there's something going on inside the knee, any type of surgery, anything like that. I will say, but the fact that he's listed as probable is certainly a good sign. Uh, Rodney Hood, right Achilles soreness. He's listed as doubtful. I had to check this up, but the Achilles that he tore was on the left. It's on the other side. Clearly, he's a guy that they're not going to take any chances with, though. And then Brooke Lopez is obviously out with the, with the back surgery here. Uh, this is a national TV game, though, and it's on a bit later. And the Bucks, you know, like to step up to the plate. I mentioned this. Are you confident? Are the Knicks a good enough team to get the Bucks best because they have been on the roller coaster? It seems like, depending on where, what level their opponent plays at. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, too, just coming into this game, the Bucks have lost the game. New York's lost their last two. And I think they've lost like five of their last six or something. Like they have not been winning that many games. So, you know, the Knicks are going to be trying to get a win, especially on national TV, especially with all that they have going on. And then you put that up against the Bucks, who again, just lost to Cleveland. Um, I'm sure they haven't forgotten that the first game or first matchup this season between the Knicks and the Bucks, the Knicks blew them out. Like it was, it was a, it was a big Knicks win. So, I would imagine for the la- the final matchup uh, of this season, the Bucks are going to try to win the series between them. So um, I don't have any concerns about them not getting up for this game. I hope they're not thrown off by this very late central start time. Uh, but I think the Bucks will be ready to play, and we're at home too. So uh, I think that bodes well for the Bucks because the way the Knicks have been looking – uh, it would it would be a little embarrassing uh, to, to lose to them at this point, just being honest. The Knicks are outside the playing tournament right now. They're 23 and 26. We know they've had all sorts of problems so far this season, but we'll see. We'll see. At this point, it feels weird to say, but I don't really go into any game feeling any huge level of confidence. We'll see uh, what Bucks team shows up, but predominantly they've been pretty good with Chris Drew and Giannis in the lineup. We know that. I tell you what's always good on any day, in any weather conditions, and that's Built Bar. It is a new year, and that means people have New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Uh, In my opinion, even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to those resolutions you made because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars uh, that you get over pretty quickly. So if you want to eat healthy, um, but you, you're worried or you typically get bored of it 
by week three, you might be thinking this is just uh, not working. Uh, where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars, you get the chocolate, but it's also healthy for you. So the taste is the key, let's be honest, if you diet in. So all you have to do is go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Camille, here's the the question of the day. Oh, boy. Saved it for segment three. So this has been kind of a sentiment that we've seen, and I think from Bucks fans, and it's been building the longer the season rolls on. And I will say that I think that it was part of the conversation during last year as well when there was some anxiety about the up-and-down nature of the way the Bucks were playing. Things weren't exactly going to plan as they had in the previous two regular seasons. But after a loss like yesterday, I see a lot of fans saying, the Bucs aren't trying or the Bucs need to figure it out or this team can't win the championship or they're going to they're gonna fall out of the playoffs. And there is a little bit of stress. Now, I will say that I think it's a natural fan reaction that you always have to be mad about something. There has to be something that you're mad about. And I think when you win the title, we've found it quite honestly, even doing this show sometimes, you're like, okay, what are we talking about here? This team's the defending champions. They're kind of just going through the motions of the regular season. What do we, what do we pick at? There has to be something to pick at with this team. Are you stressed about this team? Do you think that they need to pick it up? I saw a, a stat or I saw someone tweet this out that I, I believe they were 30 and 18 at around the same mark last year. They're 30 and 20 this year. Very similar records. Mm-hmm. And maybe it can be hard to go back to last year and, and, and feel that level of concern or stress. But are you getting annoyed at the 2021-2022 Milwaukee Bucks? Do they need to pull their finger out? uh annoyed is a very strong word uh i still view everything through a championship lens to a certain degree where i'm still ecstatic at the fact that we won a title that even with the packers and all that stuff not letting it bother me because the bucks are world champions so uh that being said i think watching this team i can understand why fans are getting upset because you expect the champions to come out and you expect them to be champions every night and beat the teams you think they should beat and all of that other stuff that goes into it and i completely understand that we've already talked before about how this season has just been kind of weird with the pandemic every team's facing the same thing people are in and out of lineups over and over and over so honestly i said this i think a couple weeks ago where I don't really even know what to make of a lot of teams right now because everything has just been such a mismatch jumbled puzzle when it comes to who's playing, who's not, what's real, what's not. It's really hard to decipher that. And when looking at the Bucs team in particular, I think the one thing for me that isn't a concern, but that I would say irritates me when I'm watching them is overhelping uh, or if they're turning the ball over. It's those two very simple things. That's when I get irritated where I'm like, that comes down to discipline to a certain degree. Like just do your job, (laughs) be where you're supposed to be and do what you're supposed to do. The turnovers, sometimes I'm just watching and I'm like, what, why are we doing this? Like there was a pass Dante tried to sneak through where I was like, not the time, not the time, sir. Like, why are you trying to do this fancy bounce pass out of nowhere through all this traffic? Like, he got one off a couple, like, and I was like, maybe that was false comp. Maybe we shouldn't have, maybe that one uh, was too much. But just for me, it's turnovers and overhelping. The things that they can really control. I want to see a team that's playing discipline, that's giving effort and energy, because sometimes shots ain't going to fall. That's just the truth of the situation. You can do everything right sometimes. The form can be right. You can be wide open. But sometimes the shots aren't going to fall. And a lot of the losses that the Bucs have 
the threes aren't falling, but they make it harder on themselves when the threes aren't falling. If they're also turning the ball over, because now you're giving the opponent extra possessions to keep doing things with it. So just, I'm not, I'm not annoyed with the bucks. I'm not in a place where I'm mad at the bucks, or I think that we don't have championship aspirations or anything like that. I think the bucks are in a good place still. Um, I'll be curious to see what they do with the trade deadline and see if there's any moves they can make, you know, around the edges here that, that can help this team going forward. But annoyed? No, I just get irritated when they do the little things wrong. So, yeah, I mean, I, clearly, I think everyone knows that I'm not too annoyed about anything that's going on at the moment. I think people would gather that. But I did say, and Paul Henning, by the way, is a guy that I've hung out. He showed me around Milwaukee the first time I was there. So that's why I feel comfortable bringing up this tweet that that he uh, that he had. But he tweeted uh, about the, the Giannis chicken thing. And he said, well, this is like very funny that Giannis has a bucket of chicken. But where's the urgency? Why why doesn't he care? Or that was kind of the, the sentiment of the tweet there. Yeah. Again, I have no problem with people feeling that way. But I kind of had this discussion with Zora Stevenson on the podcast last week about... What's real when people face the media? And I, I think outside of the first piece of comedy from Giannis that we know, he's a, he's really he's always been a funny guy, but he is really buying mm. into the, the comedian version of himself now, which I think that we all love. But there's no way in my mind, absolutely no way, I can tell myself or convince myself that he doesn't care about the fact that the Bucks are losing games. He absolutely cares, but he's not going to come out there and blow up in front of the media and. To your point about the the changes that we've had, the uncertainty. I mean, the reason that the Bucks were so dominant in the regular seasons over the first two years of the Buddy era is because there was really no injuries. Mm-hmm. And they were able to play the same way every single night. And they did play the same way every single night. If I look across the entire NBA now, there's probably one team that's been pretty consistently dominant right the way through, and it's Phoenix. I think that that's fair to say. And look, they had Devin Booker that was obviously out with a hamstring for a little while there. And I might be wrong here, so people will probably call me out for this. But it does feel like they've had some level of consistency with the guys they've had on the court. But also, don't forget, no one in the league has more motivation than the Phoenix Suns this year. And that's mm-hmm. an important tool. We've seen that before with the Bucks. So I just look at every team, whether it's Brooklyn that's gone through weird stuff, we know why. Golden State Warriors have had injuries and they've started losing games. Utah has been the most do- one of the most dominant regular season teams in the last three years. They've dropped right off. Chicago's had their injuries. So it's every team. It's every team. It's not like the Bucks are out there in their own mediocrity and they're the only team doing that. So that's why it's not to dis- dismiss any concerns or say that people shouldn't see what they see and, and call the Bucks out on it because you should. But I, I just, I, again, I, I'm not sure. This is the most difficult regular season ever that I remember watching basketball to get a read on anything. And honestly, like, I feel like as a fan, one thing when you're watching the games, like we mentioned, you're trying to find trends. You're trying to be able to see, figure out what you can see to predict what's going to happen. So, again, I completely understand why there are those who are upset about what they've been seeing with the Bucks. But if you think about last season, when the Bucks were losing games, people thought they should win. Last year was more so they were losing some of these games because they had pretty good injury health last year. But they last year they were trying out different schemes throughout the games. They were using games to practice a few different things from time to time. So they lost a few that they might have won had they not been trying, you know, to stretch their legs in different ways. And this season, injuries, COVID, you know, with the rest of the league is facing like we just mentioned. But like you mentioned, I don't think there's any way that you can really look at Giannis and knowing Giannis to know, like, he doesn't want to lose. He doesn't like to lose. None of these guys like to lose. But I think there's a perspective here. 
And I think having perspective helps you get through some of those losses where you're like, okay, it's a game in January. Um, it's a long season. We're trying to improve our habits and get better so that when the playoffs come, we're ready to roll. And that's why I go back to what irritates me, where it's like, you're not doing the little things right now. Like I can handle if we just get outplayed tonight or we can't score and they can or whatever the case may be. But like, if you're doing the little things right and it just doesn't turn out your way that night, that's fine. That's fine. Like they've had a couple of bad losses this season for sure, where I'm like, like, I don't understand what was happening. Like we got to flush that one and keep it moving. And I think that's also part of that perspective where it's like, how mad can you really be when you have another game in two days? Like the season is so long. Like it's just, it feels like wasted energy to have Giannis come out and expect him to be here in, in January upset that they lost this game when they're still in good, like they're in striking distance of first in the East still. So like there's, there's a lot of time still to go. And I think the Bucks have a sense of urgency in the sense of like trying to improve themselves. But I don't think that, you know, it's, January games they're not going to be thinking about this too much like they're really just trying to get ready for the playoffs and I'm not insinuating that they're going to flip a switch or that they can play bad the rest of the season and things will turn out or anything like that but just like some perspective just I think keeping perspective while watching the games will help yeah and and look again they need to they need to stay within striking distance in the standings I mean Mm -hmm. they can't let this slip too far but again they're in the mix for the title as you said that's pretty damn cool. They're also the defending champs. And let's be honest, the one thing that I always say, there's one thing that's going to determine whether or not they can win the title this year. And it goes for every team, every single year. Who gets lucky at the right time of the year? Who's healthy at the right time of the year? Who, who yep. do the matchups pan out for? So yeah, there's a lot to play out, but we're still two and a half months away from the playoffs even beginning, which is a hell of a long time. Hopefully we're <laughs> looking at a different box team that, has paced itself and peaked itself for the postseason, which I believe they think they learned something about last year. We'll see whether that plays out this year. But it's been strange. That's the best way that I can describe mm-hmm. it uh, so far. But uh, the Locked On Best podcast isn't strange. You can check it out with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. If you're into that type of thing, they'll have you covered. Camille, what's up for this game? Watching at home? What are, what are we doing? Oh, yeah, definitely watching at home Friday night. It's going to finish at about 11.30, midnight. Way past my bedtime, let me tell you. So (laughs) Uh, that'll be the the second half, trying to stay awake. So this might be a Twitter game for me. Sometimes uh, I like to watch the games without using Twitter, or I might pop in every so often. Other times I'm like on Twitter heavily the whole game. This is a late one. I might be on Twitter a lot tomorrow, just trying to make sure I stay awake through it. Because let me tell you something, Kane. I might be in my early 30s, but I have an old soul here. You know, I like to be, you know, getting comfortable and ready for bed, you know, around the time they're going to start tipping off. So <laughs> it'll be a home game, but it'll be fun. I don't get up too early for work these days. The nature of my job has changed. I used to have a job where I was up very early, but now early mornings are very rare. Uh, this morning I had to be up. I had a 6.30 a.m. alarm, and I can tell you I am feeling it at two o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> right now. I am tired. So I don't know what's up for my Friday night here tonight, um, depending on this weather. But hey, you know, I talk a lot of shit about the Australian Wi-Fi, but it's hung in there at the moment. But mm-hmm. um, looking pretty nasty out here. We'll see. We'll see how we go. It's warm, though, not to rub it in to all our friends uh, in Milwaukee over there. Yeah, it's freezing here, like to the point where today was like a high of 30. And I was like, oh, my God, it feels so good outside because it's been so cold the last few days here. And 
for the those who are listening who aren't from Wisconsin or this region or haven't experienced like a Midwest winter, yes, 30 degrees is is uh, applauded. Uh, <laughs> only during the winter. During the winter, it's applauded. And um, yeah, it's been rough, rough up here. 30 degrees, uh, just coming out of winter. Once that sun comes out, get me out on the patio. I'm ready to drink beers in the sun when it's 30 degrees. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up, Camille. You'll be back next week. Bucks in the Knicks, 9 p.m. Central Time tomorrow, 2 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Standing standard Time. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. I, I, I can't even speak anymore. That's Camille. I'm Kane. See you on Monday.